0: Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everyone? This is Sean from the Command Man Sports Podcast. Uh, today, we're gonna be doing something a little bit different. Um, in place of our, our normal episodes, we're gonna be launching a brand new show, branched off of the Command Man Sports Podcast, called the Sports Experience. So, on weeks where we do live streams, like we did this week, um, or fan interactions, or anything else, in place of an episode, we're gonna we're gonna put out uh, the Sport Experience in place of our normal episodes. In this all-new show, we're going to be bringing on coaches, players, fans, and anyone who's had like a really unique experience um, in sports in their life. We'll be talking to, to, to many different people from completely different areas of the world of sports. Today, our guest is uh, Coach Steve Lopez. Steve is, has lived quite a life with a heavy influence from, from all kinds of sports. For me and many others, he is known as the coach, being that first football coach um, that you had an experience with for, for a whole generation of, of kids from my area. Um, but his history goes much further than just being a, a longtime football coach. Uh, from close family experiences with Jackie, Jackie Robinson to uh, witnessing history at the Rose Bowl and, and at the Coliseum as it was, it was uh, becoming historic stadiums. Anyways, um, without Renee this week, he, he's busy with work, and I'll be doing this solo uh, with with Coach. But without further ado, let's get into the first installment of the Sports Experience. But first. Hit that intro. You are now teaming to the Come On Land Sports Podcast. Get your snacks, grab a seat, as the boys from Cali bring you some sports
1: games. <laughs> Alright, so hey coach, how's it going?
2: It's going good. Going good. Just kind of hunkering down like everybody else, but uh, starting to get out a little bit. So things are good.
1: Yeah, things are starting to things are starting to open up a little bit more than before, but still a little dangerous, you know.
2: Right. Still being vigilant. Um, Just going shopping, and uh, I go for my walks up on the bike path, and you know. So uh, family's all healthy, so that's a good thing.
1: So yeah, yeah that's very good oh yeah yeah we're we're staying healthy yeah Yeah. all right so we're just gonna chat kind of talk about you know the experiences you've had through sports whether it's playing it coaching or just as a fan um you know you've witnessed a lot of things so you know talk kind of about like the history that you've witnessed or or your family members have witnessed and had kind of like close encounters with you know right right so So the first uh... thing I, i First thing I was going to bring up, uh, you, you were telling me about your family's closeness to Jackie Robinson. Um, you were telling me that your mom actually went to high school with Jackie. And, uh, you know, after right. she, she was very close to him making history. Um, and, and, and other family members in the area were, were close to seeing him make history, you know, growing up in the same area as uh, Jackie Robinson did. Uh, right. He's a historic baseball player, uh, influenced sports in general, but, you know, specifically baseball. And, you know, with, with what's what's going on in the world right now? it's uh even more relevant, you know, what Jackie did back then in the history that he made. Exactly. Um, did your mom ever tell you any stories about, like, going going to school with him or, or the influence that he had, like, on the area that they lived in?
2: Uh, John Muir's in Altadena, and uh,
1: hmm.
2: Pasadena schools were integrated, which at that time was uh, for most, a lot of the country was very unusual, uh, especially in the South, of course, and the wow. uh, yeah. story is that Jackie Jackie's family left, uh, the, you know, the South to get away from the, was a Jim Crow, uh, mm-hmm. way of life. And, uh, mm-hmm. I guess they moved to the Midwest and they ended up in Pasadena. Anyhow, uh, so he got, uh, equal education as my mom, you know, uh, yeah. and, uh, and other people there in Altadena, there was, it was, uh, majority anglo you know white um mm. but he got the same education and he took advantage of it uh that was her her conveyance to me that he was able to and and other black students were able to have that opportunity so um and and it showed because he became an officer in the military uh he went to u c l a went on to PCC and UCLA and, uh, then went into the military, became an officer. So he was educated, you know,
3: he was, yeah, smart he was smart guy.
2: guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was the opportunity. So as it pertains to today, um, I feel education is not quite equal in some areas. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know where we went to school here in Duarte it pretty much was, you know, we went to the same schools, um, but uh in certain areas of the country i think there still needs to be change in education yes, that's yes. always been uh something you know i've always said but but she, she was younger uh she remembers him cuz he was so prominent in sports you know uh yeah. football basketball, baseball, and he even played tennis. And I think he ran track also, you know.
3: Uh, I uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, he ran track. It, it was four major sports, but um she said he was he was popular, you know, cuz he he was a sports hero and uh uh again, you know, for that time and I, and we're talking probably late 30s you know, and yeah. it, it was still part of the depression, et cetera. But for that time, you know, that, that was a, a progressive thing happening, you know, with, with that, with that school district. So, mm-hmm. so that was a good thing for him. And, uh, you know, he, he, I just, she, when he went to Brooklyn, started playing for Brooklyn, she be, she was a big fan, you know, yeah. my dad was also, cause he was a, Pasadena Altadena guy you know so so they so thought knew him right yeah so uh and and my mom told me that my step grandfather before he got married, my grandmother uh lived in an area of uh, el Pasadena Altadena right on the border there where on the same street uh Jackie lived on,
3: wow. and
2: uh he would. The kids would play in the street, and he'd give them, you know, water and or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. Kool Aid or something, you know. And uh, so that that was, you know, she didn't talk to him one on one, pretty much. she probably said hi, but but it, they were always fans, of course, you know. So so that's when I became, as a young kid, she they were big Brooklyn Dodger fans. So that's when I became a Dodger fan, you know, and I started yeah. I uh, really like sports and uh just a, a little story um, I was about eight years old I went to Andrews DeWarty here in DeWarty and we used to walk to school you know it, it was no big deal it was a couple blocks and I walked home and the 1955 World Series was on and it was the seventh game with the Dodgers and between the Dodgers and the Yankees and uh she was watching it on a little t- black and white TV, you know, that we had back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, she was, I walked in and my mom was, uh, kind of proper, you know, she was always well in the army, you know, strack, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what you call it in the Navy, but, <laughs> but she was always, uh, always, uh, dressed to a tee, et cetera. But she was sitting like Indian style, um, in front of the TV and uh, uh, watching the game. And she never did stuff like that, you know. So yeah. I, I thought it was, as a kid, I thought, hey, this is this is unusual, you know. So I started watching yeah. with her. And Johnny Padres was a pitcher, and he pitched a shutout. And they beat the dreaded Yankees, you know. The Yankees mm-hmm. always won, you know, mm-hmm. the World Series back then. And I remember we, we jumped up and down in circles. In my live, in our living room, little living room there on Maniac Drive. And that's when I, that's when I was hooked, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, was that was on, it. on, on, uh, uh, major league sports, you know, and, uh, followed the Dodgers from then. And so, yeah, that was our association with Jackie. And, uh, I, I was blessed because my parents always never, uh in other words prejudice wasn't a a word yeah. around our house you know so so it it was a great thing for me growing up and then growing up in DeWarty. but um but so that that that's just an indication of uh, how early you know i really started getting interested in in uh, major league sports and in all sports you know so my dad watched football on saturdays uh again a little black and white tv and (laughs) they they have games from the midwest usually or the south and back east mostly and uh lindsey nelson was an announcer and i can you know still hear that echo you know wow so uh, yeah it's uh great memories and i was fortunate to have that influence you know
1: so. That's that, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, kind of long sometimes long I wish I could like travel back in time, you know. Cause I watched the movie Forty Two, and I've watched documentaries on the right. on Jackie Robinson and his story. But to just yeah. know that he he kind of came up in the area that I grew up in, and it could right. you know I could have been in the same area as him. Um, exactly. I don't have really anyone to like equivalent to Jackie Robinson because you know obviously he made so much history and, and, and changed sports exactly. in general. Yeah. Changed a lot of people's outlook on uh, watching sports and who's playing sports right. in front of them. Right. But uh, like, like a guy that people don't really like very much, uh, Lonzo Ball, I've always rallied around him because, you know, he grew up and and came through high school at the same time I did over at Chino Hill. Uh-huh. So yeah. I kind of always kind of knew who he was. And then to right. the team goes to the NBA to my team, the Lakers. You know, I can imagine people rallying around Jackie Robinson in this area, in this area. Right. And uh, right. it being a real great thing for us to see him succeed. Uh, I'm sure right. it was yeah. that for your parents, you know, and their entire generation. Next thing I was going to talk about, you're a real big college football fan, of course, Uh, went to many games with you, Coach, had a great time at every single one of them, Uh, USC specifically. um, In your opinion, who is the the best USC Trojan to ever uh, suit up for the USC uh, Trojan football program?
2: (laughs) You know, um, boy, I I think I told you about my – I had a great uncle, my dad's uncle, Manny, and, mm-hmm. uh, Pineda, and he wrote, he was one of the first Mexican-American sports writers in the in the country for English-speaking papers. And, uh, he wrote for the Pasadena. It was a star at the start, and it became the Star News, which still That's what it
1: is today. Yeah. Of
2: course. Yeah. Yeah. In the same group as uh, San Gabriel Valley Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, he wrote for them. So he would get comp tickets for everything for my dad. And he'd give them two tickets and my dad would take me to games at the Coliseum and I, and UCLA played at the Coliseum also at the time. So I, I saw UCLA games, uh, when they had a single wing, <laughs> they used to single wing you know, way back then. Yeah. And, uh, and I watched, uh, the Trojans from the time of John Arnett. Uh, these are names that, are familiar with people my age that followed, you know, sports. But uh, I saw that, you know, so it's been – I'm 73, so it's been a it's long a lot. time since, it's a I, lot of since I've seen, you know. But I, I have to say, to answer your question, um, I think Reggie Bush is probably one of the all-around best uh, athletes, uh, football players that I saw. You know, personally. Yeah. Um, God, there's, you know, did I, I never saw OJ play at SC per se because I was overseas in the military. Oh, so I okay. never really saw him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was two years and, uh, because he was in JC before. And, uh, so I never saw him play. I saw him play when I got back for, uh, Buffalo. But, um, but anyhow, Reggie, uh, sticks out and I have my favorites. Uh, Marcus Allen was one of the, yeah, you know he started as a fullback and he became a running back and uh, I would say uh, lineman Anthony Munoz of course is one of my favorites. Yes, yes. Uh, he, he was just a smooth, he was just a, a good player and a and a class dude, you know class. Guy. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Lott on defense is, would hit as a safety. He was one of the best safeties. Junior Seau. There's so many In of them,
1: Australia, you yeah. know.
2: Yeah, Charles White, uh, you know, Heisman Trophy winners. I have a picture with him, actually. Um, and then, of course, the quarterbacks, Carson Palmer and Matt Leiner, you know.
3: Yeah, um, all those guys.
2: Two of the best, yeah. Yeah, they were two of the best. But I w- he took me to UCLA games, too, and uh, Gary Beban, I had a couple favorites for UCLA, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. I-, I
2: just love going to the games, so. And I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, you know,
3: from yeah. the start.
2: So, so yeah. But I would say Reggie Bush was Reggie most Bush. probably most dynamic.
1: Yeah. Yeah I, would, yeah, I would agree with you. I remember watching Reggie Bush as a really young kid, and then I remember watching him more in the NFL. Um, unfortunately, his right. career wasn't as strong in the NFL as it was college. No, no, so I definitely agree with you. College, Reggie Bush yeah. might be the most electric college football player I think I've ever seen exactly. in my lifetime, uh, which yeah. is – yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I'm getting close to 25, Coach. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget, and you know, I have I have you to thank for it. I uh, used to get us tickets to to games a lot. Me and my dad and you would go to the game, and we went early one of the games, and we kind of went to like the USC Hall of Fame room or or, or whatever they they call it there. Did they right. wait for it?
2: Right. It's called Heritage. Heritage
1: Hall. Hall. Yeah, the Heritage That's Hall. Good on the
2: USC campus, right. And I kind of right. I
1: kind of just got to walk in there and see everything. That's right.
2: Yeah, see the
1: junior CAO stuff, see the Clay Matthews right. stuff, uh, Carson Palmer, all this stuff. It was a real good experience for me because I, I kind of got to see, you know, man, all these guys came out of USC, you know, the school that I root for. So it was real cool, a real, a real cool reminder of how great uh, USC is in, in college football.
2: Right, right. And uh, for the listeners, I would recommend it. If you can go to a game, go on campus, or even you know, it doesn't have to be during game time, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: to visit that that heritage hall, you you can you know confirm that. Uh, great awesome. thing to see, yeah. great great uh, great history, you know. So such,
1: yeah, um, such yeah. an awesome place. Yeah, I always I always tell people too, because so everyone comes, uh, sports fans especially, especially guys from the military. So you know, I have friends in San Diego that were big sports fans. And they wow. they would always be talking about you know let's go to to Dodger Stadium let's go to Petco Park and I'm like we need to go to the Coliseum you guys need to go see the Coliseum yeah yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: it's a
1: great stadium it,
2: yeah exactly yeah I mean you know it's not it's it's old you know mm-hmm. and, I mean they've tried to fix it up but but it's, it has so much history and heritage that you know and especially if you go on campus you know it's just it, it's an experience uh, sports. Sportsman yeah. Should see.
1: Yeah. So uh, another thing I was going to talk about, speaking of you know memories and childhood memories, um, some of the the most like deepest childhood memories for me were like being in a daughter game and you know hearing Eric Gagne's music hit right, and then you know if you're watching right. on TV, you hear Vin Scully you know hype him up, talking about his save streak or, or whatever whatever it is at that time with Eric Gagne, you know. Right. Uh, is there any players you know in any sport, not just um, not just baseball, but in any sport that if you kind of think of moments like that, they kind of just give you chills. You know, I, if I hear Garnier's uh, walk up music to this day, I get chills. Even if it's like on the radio.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, being Mexican American, you know, the Fernando was a big,
3: Oh yeah. A imagine. big thing
2: for me. Um, when he would play, it he, he was just, he, he was a great pitcher and, uh, he didn't look the part, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> He could pitch, you know, and he'd take his wind up, his eyes up in the air, you know, and it that was one of those things where um you know i I was older but but I remember, and uh back in the day, we didn't have the media that's happening yeah. you know that that you got everybody has now, but uh I remember listening to Laker games uh when Jerry West was playing uh Mm -hmm. i i don't know if you know the name jerry yeah yeah, most people do yeah but (laughs) uh yeah but um and that laker i would listen to that and uh i i would have to go to school the next day and i remember having a little tiny transistor radio and i took Mm -hmm. it to bed i snuck it to bed you know and, (laughs) and i would listen to the laker games Kind of like that, you know. And and Chick Hearn mm-hmm. was was the announcer, and they won a game, and it, you know, it, I think it was the New York Knicks they were playing, and they they beat the Knicks on a on a last minute shot by Jerry West. And uh, I was laying in bed, and I had to keep myself from yelling, screaming, you know.
3: <laughs> it was
2: one of those things. So that that's the way it was, you know. Uh, the the game was played later. It was here, but it was later, you know. The later game,
1: yeah, night game. Went into
2: the, yeah, into uh, 10 o'clock, which was late for me at that yeah. time. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so I, I, yeah, I remember. That's one of the things I remember. Um, uh, just, uh, you know, the memories, like Vin Scully, we used to go to the Coliseum. And, mm-hmm. and watch the Dodgers play when they first got there. I was – it was 1957, and I was about 10 years old. And Vin Scully, he people would have James little
3: – He smoked. It, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and uh, what – people would take their little transistor radios, and you could hear
3: – You could listen to They'd put beer. it on
2: Vin, and throughout the stadium, you could hear Vin's, you know, play-by-play. Play. <laughs> That's And it so was awesome. great. Yeah, it was. Everybody just had their little tiny radio and, you know, the, uh, you know, throughout the, it it would kind of echo a little bit, but you could hear it throughout the Coliseum. Yeah. And then a little bit, uh, Dodger Stadium, but, uh, there was so much going on at Dodger Stadium once they built it. You know, it was, it was, uh, a little different, but, uh, the Coliseum being so wide open, you know, that, that, that that was something to hear, you know, as you were watching the game.
1: Yeah, it's and, awesome. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, that's
1: um, crazy. That's crazy that Vince, that Vince Scully's voice, you know, reminiscence with you from way back then. Because, you know, when I was growing up, uh, you know Allison, uh, my youngest sister? Yeah, yeah. She, she when she was about sure. two or three, uh, you know, my dad would watch baseball games a lot, watch Dodger games a lot. And she learned how to say, it's time for Dodger baseball. And she would say it oh, right yeah. after Vin, Vin yeah. would say it, and it would be so, it'd right. be so adorable. So it's crazy yeah. that goalie, you know, was in both of our, you know, come up as far as sports.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's, you know, that there's that's one of those, you know, that they just catch on, you know, with, yeah. the, with everything. Um, Chick Hearn would have his if the Lakers were going to win, you know. The, the refrigerator, you know, the Jello is is in the refrigerator. Oh and yeah, the, the whole. Door, you know, at the end of the game, you know, it was oh, all so that cool. kind of
1: stuff. All right, you so, ready yeah. to shift over? You ready to shift to to your time as a player, specifically playing football? Um yes. I know you played high school football, and, and you played further on, but uh, just just uh, comparing, because you know, because you, you coach high school football now. Just comparing yep. high school football today to when you played, what are some of the major differences that you kind of noticed?
2: uh size is a is one of the first things because we didn't work out with weights we didn't have we didn't go in the weight room yeah we we uh we thought for skill players i was a split end they called it it's wide receiver
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh we thought it would take it would stiffen us up it would t- you know, too much muscle would oh, okay. would would uh, impede our athleticism. You know, that, that's kind that of the good.
1: that's the approach with basketball players now, kind of.
2: Right, right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I guess now, you know, you, you get, you know, there's there's so many methods of of how the uh, people train. The training is yeah. a lot, lot different. We, we ran a lot of wind sprints, what we called, you know, um, and, uh, and we did push ups and sit ups, but that was about it. You know, uh, weights came in a little later. Uh, so, uh, the linemen were naturally, you know, big, it, yep. they were bigger, but they weren't, Muscle, you know, didn't have the strength yeah. like they do now, you know. But it it was all relative, you know. Everybody uh-huh. was the same, basically. Um, so that that was that's a, a difference. Of course, it, you know, kids have evolved into the bigger kids. You know, they're just the food, the diet is, you know. Uh, Kids are just bigger and faster and stronger right now, you know, and, and it happens mm. all the time. I've seen it in ten years, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I was I was like you. I was small, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, luckily, I had some speed. You know, I tell people I was small but slow, but no, <laughs> I, I had a little speed. But anyhow, um, but another thing was numbers. Uh, when I, and we had. What were called, uh, C's, B's, some schools had JV's and varsity. We had like oh, four teams. Cool. Yeah. that's cool. And, it's, and, and it was, what was cool about it, uh, Sean was little guys. If, if we had some seniors that ended up being exercise boys at Santa Anita, they were small. They, yeah. they were great athletes. They were great athletes, but, um, they could play either Bs or, or Cs as seniors. You know it, uh, uh, what they had was exponents. where so they called it ex where, where they would take your size, your age, you know your weight, um, and put them all together, and you would go into a category of Cs, Bs, or Varsity. You know, okay. and and every other
1: team in the area is doing the same thing.
2: Yeah. In other yes, words, you yes. could you could be a freshman playing against uh, seniors, but yeah. um, but it gave everybody you know more more people uh, a chance to get involved you know to, yeah. to play. And like the first day, I went out for C's. We didn't play. There was no real pop Warner or anything like that at the time. We played flag football to the eighth grade. And, and uh-huh. in Duarte, uh schools, went like it's like it's now, it goes up to the eighth grade, okay. kindergarten to eighth grade, and then we went to high school, and we played flag football and we played the different schools, and it was like, it was fun. I got that's uh-huh. where we got to meet, you know, know each other. Of course, we knew each other a lot of us through uh, DYAC the baseball.
3: Okay. But, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. But to move on, uh, the first day I went out for C's, there were eighty kids. You know just for the the refreshment mostly you know and you know it's not like that anymore That's yeah. a big difference there's just it's hard to feel that the freshman team you know although the last couple of years not bad at dwardty but okay, um that was a big difference um the um uh, you know the equipment equipment uh, is at varsity level, it's it hasn't changed that much. You know, we'll it, it, wear okay. Rydell helmets. Uh, shoes have changed immensely. You know, the shoes are okay. lighter and and much more efficient. Uh, we used to play in black to- and high tops. You know, high top, thick leather.
3: Okay.
2: And, and if you played in and it got wet at all, you know, you were slopping around. I mean, you could barely lift your feet out of the mud, you know. <laughs> And yeah. Little guys, but, but anyhow, yeah, a lot of that equipment has changed. But for the most part, uh, there was there wasn't the uh, open offenses that we have now. There wasn't such a thing as an open formation, you know, with nobody mm-hmm. in the backfield. Uh, yeah. Not as many passes, and we used a wing T at that time. But kids were, I mean, some teams were using a single wing still, so. Uh, Man. you know, the, oh, okay. and the, t- and technology, you know, I, as far as technical, uh, technique, everything else, uh, you know, has it, improved immensely, you know, yeah. but we, we would get fundamentals, which I think are still most important, but, but we would get fundamentals and that would be it. You go out there and usually you went both ways. You went offense and defense. So, you uh-huh. know, now it's more specialized, much more specialized uh-huh. for the kids. But uh, uh, it was still competitive. Uh, I even have film on it, you know, someday I'll show you, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd, yeah. That'd
3: cool.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's pretty cool, you know, to, to know that, you know, you went to Doherty, right? I'm just making sure. Went to Doherty High School. What's that? I'm sorry? You went to Doherty High School?
2: Yeah, yeah. I played at Doherty. I played uh, – under a coach named Bob Lester and he went on, uh, unfortunately he wanted to stay at the Wardy, um, but unfortunately got in a hassle with the principal and he ended up going to Orange County and won several CIF titles. Oh man. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then my buddies that I still have, uh, followed him down there to coach to student, you know, to be student coaches and then oh, okay. yeah. coaches and uh you know um, so uh he was very influential as far as it, he gave me a chance cuz i was small like you, you yeah know? and that's why i have a you know a place in my heart for like i told you little scrappy guy you know yeah. guys guys that know the game that love the game and have to try harder you know those those hand 30
1: that,
3: yeah yeah
1: oh uh, yeah, yeah
2: so yeah, I remember. I
1: remember. Yeah, it. I remember it. It's pretty cool to, to to think about it. You know, you went to Doherty High School, had that Doherty High School experience. My dad went to Doherty High School and had that, that Doherty right. High School experience. And, and then I ended up going to Doherty High School and we kind of all right. came together in one place my freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, started, you know, you guys started coaching together. And, you know, I played under you guys, both of you for, for four years. Uh, right. Not directly under you, of course. I wouldn't. I wasn't under. If anyone's wondering, I was not directly under my dad. He was a defensive line coach, and I was a DP. But
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I was a head coach uh, freshman.
1: Yeah, for when freshman, he was yeah. A freshman. Because yeah, uh, yeah, I brought
2: your I brought your dad on. Yeah, that was uh-huh. one of the best moves I ever did. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. He you, was you, just at every you. practice watching. I remember. He, yeah. He, he. You know what's crazy is he always would tell me like he wanted to ask if you needed help. So I remember we had another, like, an assistant coach that that had to go for, for whatever reason, and you, it was just yeah. you. And my dad wanted – he wanted to help so bad, but he didn't want to, like, overstep his ground because it was his first time, you know, coaching football. Right. So when yeah. you when you went over and asked him, he was so happy. He talked about it basically for three or four hours straight.
2: <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> honestly, uh for the most part, dads don't really work out, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. And – And a lot of them will stay the duration that their kid plays, you know, but your dad's still Uh, there. I mean, he's, we may, if we have a season, we may coach again. It'll be 10 years, you know, and that's
1: crazy. (laughs) uh, He's
2: the best. uh, Yeah. Your dad's uh, number one. I mean, he's like the, he's like the energizer bunny, you know, you Uh, can't stop the guy, but he just fit in. I mean, uh, Kids loved them, you know, and, and he knew was he knew what he was doing, and it just worked out. And for a while there, I, I was all alone, you know, <laughs> and I and I was still back in the sixties, you know, and yeah, uh, this, you know, so uh, man, that helped a lot. So um,
1: yeah, it was it was great for me to see too, because you know, a lot of times going up with my friends and stuff. I will hear stories from them, you know, either that, you know, they don't have dads or their dads aren't as positive influences in their life. My dad was always great. Oh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. he, he directly responsible for the man that I became today, the husband yeah. I became today, you know, and hopefully eventually the father that I become. But uh, to yeah. see him be able to do that for other kids, especially kids that I knew needed a, a positive role model as as a adult male. Um, I feel like right. he was he that for a bunch of kids just in my class and the classes around me and he's probably still continuing to do that now. Uh, in football yeah, and but, in softball, you know, being a positive role model. Yeah, right? So uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a really good experience for me to see him do that. And I'm so glad he did. Uh, people always ask me, like, uh, is it weird having your dad as a coach? And I would never, never trade it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, he he's there for the kids, you know. And yeah, he he's is. Fair. He's fair. And that's what kids want,
3: you know. Yep. So
2: uh, it worked out real nice, you know. And, uh, I got into coaching football at Doherty, but it is kind of a weird situation. My grandson was playing. Doherty, varsity had been de- depleted. Yeah. Due to, uh, you know, one, I want. all that know, fight, right? In whole...
1: Yeah, that well, fight there was having... a
2: fight, and, and uh, Coach Crutchfield was fired. Yeah, I remember all a that. A lot of kids left, and yeah. uh, Tip Sanders was the coach, and my grandson. Decided to play his senior year and he was a quarterback and oh. I would go to the practices and one of the fathers had a freshman and they could not get a coach that could pass the background.
3: <laughs> oh man.
2: <laughs> we'd go to, we go watch practices and freshmen to be on one side and then we'd see different coaches every day, you know, unfortunately and, and with, except for the old guy that, that was you know, he was been in the Navy, been around me.
3: Yeah. And,
2: but again, he was, he had diabetes pretty bad. But anyhow, so the, this one dad asked me to volunteer, why don't you, why don't you help him coach? And I said, man, I haven't played since, you know, they had leather helmets. And, <laughs> uh, and you know, but I decided, why not? You know, I didn't want to coach my grandson, you know, just, yeah, just because I didn't want the conflict of interest, et cetera. So I ended up helping with freshmen and I was going to stay like two years, you know, and I'm still there, you know, still there. <laughs> it's, uh, that, was, that was 2010. Yeah. Whew. But, uh, that's how I got into it and I volunteered and yeah. Tip asked me if I wanted a stipend because we didn't have that many coaches. And I said, heck yeah, you know, so, <laughs> so I got a stipend and, and, uh, I love it. You know, I, yeah. it, it's really, a sense of purpose and help especially helping the kids you know mm-hmm. the 180s
3: mm-hmm.
2: so so yeah so but but your experience with your dad was is
3: one was of great. the you know
2: best yeah yeah, yeah. and not just because it's you but it did sincerely yeah yeah it,
1: it, it was it was a great time in my life and i miss high school football I'm going to try and shift yeah. a little bit here to uh after high school. It's kind of crazy because, you know, we both played for Doherty High, and then we both joined the military right out of high school at 18. Uh-huh. You know, and uh I'll tell my story real quick. I never really said it on the podcast before. So I went overseas. I got shipped off out of San Diego. Um, I was in the Navy. So uh I went on my first deployment uh, a day after – two days after I arrived there. I went on my first three-month little mini-deployment. And then uh mm-hmm. when we were on our way back uh, – uh, one of my buddies said he was going to go play quarterback for this tackle football team in Yokosuka, which is a, a city right outside Tokyo in Japan, where, where I was stationed. Right. And I was like football. I was like tackle. He's like yeah tackle. I was like not flag. He's like no it's tackle football. You know he, he yeah. was a terrible quarterback by the way. If he's listening, I hope he's not. But he was terrible. He got cut like a week after he got me on. So he got me on the team and then got cut like a week later. But. No
3: kidding.
1: <laughs> Anyways, I I remember my first practice. Uh, coach James Price, he's another coach that had like a, a real big influence in, with, on me. You know, post high school, um, right. kind of took me in, um, had me do a tryout, and they had this big big receiver. He was probably like six three or six four, you know, and and I had grown. You know, I, I was about five nine at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm five, I'm five ten now, and you know, I, I put on a little bit more weight. I was probably around like one sixty to one seventy. Um, mm. so, you know, I wasn't that small little 5'5 kid that, that you might remember me being, but I still right. was way undersized compared to him. And, uh, wow. he was our star receiver the season before. Um, and I just, I was basically trying out, um, and I had a one-on-one against, we were doing one-on-ones and it was, it was receivers practice. We were supposed to be just giving them a look. Um, and I did my little thing that I did in high school a lot when I had a guy that was way bigger than me and I would hold him by his jersey really close to me. You know, that's it's cheating.
3: Right. But right. if
1: you're not cheating, you're not trying and I held him real close to me, and, and he ran a fade route. I ran all the way down, and I picked the ball up, off right in front of him. Um, you know, he was throwing his hands up. But I think that play kind of got me on the team. So, uh, you know, I adopted that ego of being that scrappy player that you identified me as. I and, mean, you know, I had all these little techniques that wouldn't necessarily right. be legal, but, you know, I would use them against guys that were bigger than, that, bigger than me. So yeah. that kind of got right. me on the team. And then I ended up starting at corner probably about fifteen games there. Um over the three years that I played. You know, of course I was going on deployments and stuff, so I missed games in between. Right. I probably played about fifteen out of the thirty games possible. So yeah, that was kind of my story playing overseas and then and then you went overseas and played in uh was it Germany?
2: Yeah, I um uh, after high school I I uh, I went to Mount SAC. and uh, uh there was some uh there were already some guys from Doherty there and uh you know, they, this guy, Tom Schein, was a good friend of mine, became a coach at, at, uh, Santa Ana College and, uh, Chapman University. And anyhow, he, he re- kind of recruited us. And, uh, honestly, you know, I, I was, I had great hands, but I was small yeah. and pretty fast, but I got to JC and they had guys big and fast, you know, yeah. uh, not, no excuses. I, I, I played the first year, um, and traveled, you know, I made the traveling team and, and, uh, had a great experience. You know, I was on the scout team, you know, to be honest. And, uh, our quarterback was a kid named, uh, um, Joe Herrera, who he named our team the Guadal- Guadalajara Grasshoppers. That was the name of our scout team. And uh, you know we we got beat up a little bit, but it was still part of the team. Um, so I, I went through my first year, and I, uh, my academics. That's why I emphasize academics as students, the, the football players. Big deal. Yeah, they, they were they were kind of went down, and, and Vietnam was going on. You know, uh-huh. and it was starting, and there was a draft. Um, you would if you weren't in school, you would get drafted, and uh, we all kind of figured we'd serve. Most of our dads were veterans, you know, and uh, we figured we would serve one way or another either after we finished college or whatever, but uh, we had this draft kind of hanging over our head. We knew we would have to go in sometime. So Joe Herrera, uh, he was from Charter Oak. He he played at Charter Oak and Three of my, uh, two of my DeWarty buddies, who I still see all the time, uh, (laughs) volunteered for the draft. You could volunteer for the draft, you go in for two years. And, uh, that was for the army,
3: Mm -hmm. you know,
2: um, so we decided, well, let's do it. Let's, let's get the service over with, uh, and, and we'll go on our way, you know, we'll move on and, and uh, afterwards, but Viet, we didn't really, we were so naive, you know, we didn't realize it was dangerous.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vietnam was good. There was a full on war starting, especially when we went in in 1967. So, but we, it was an adventure for us kids from Wardy and, and Charter Oak and, and, uh, we all went in and the three of them went to Vietnam uh um, that's crazy and i uh i trained as a uh it was it was a radio man in uh-huh. communications and had to learn morse code and all this stuff uh they sent a, a portion of the, that class down to Fort Gordon Georgia and that was radio teletype school mm-hmm. which there were no computers at the time so they had teletype and uh, that was a way of communication. And then they, they sent me to this compound and it was, I had, I got a secret NATO crypto clearance is what mm-hmm. it was called. It was a, a top secret. And, uh, we went in this compound and they taught us about crypto and, you know, if we told somebody they'd kill us, you know, they said, <laughs> you know, so we, we couldn't take any writing materials, that kind of thing. But I yeah, I went thinking. through
1: a similar experience. I did I did I was a secret uh MOS or or, or uh, my job was secret slash or oh, you know, yeah. job MOS. Yeah, we call them right rates right in the Navy, it was secret. So, you know, I had similar experience. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: so they sent me to Germany and uh you know, I went where they sent uh the other three went to Vietnam. They all made it back, you know. Uh That's one of my, my saying, buddies, thankfully. Yeah. And they were all athletes, by the way. Um,
1: okay, okay.
2: A couple bit, one buddy, George, was a CIF, all CIF baseball player. Vic, Vic was uh, a varsity football player and baseball. He played at Citrus. Um, anyhow, and Joe, of course, was at Mount Sac. But, um, but uh, anyhow, my one buddy got a couple of Purple Hearts and uh, he oh, got man. wounded pretty bad. Yeah. But he was, he saw a lot of stuff, you know, and, but we all made it back. And, uh, but I went to Germany and, and, uh, they had, you could either play flag football or they, uh, there was some black guys in my unit that played for tackle football and Mm -hmm. they asked me. They were from LA. And so, you know, we hit it up and, and, uh, uh, they asked me, why don't you come play with us, Lopez? And said,
3: okay, <laughs> you know,
2: and I wasn't that, I hadn't grown that much. I, I gained a little weight, and I was in pretty good shape, but
3: yeah,
2: that was tough football. I mean, you you played against men, you know, yeah. I was still yeah. a kid, and uh, so I played one year. I, I played one year, and okay. my second year, I thought, you know what, I'm going to play flag football. And oh. I had a lot of fun <laughs> doing that because I played. I also played basketball and uh, and softball there, fast pitch softball.
3: Oh, okay, it was okay. Big.
2: It was big over there. So, but I, yeah, I did play football and, uh, you know, it was it was like some guys, veterans, uh, veteran guys out there go have a couple beers. I think before the <laughs> game, you know, it was like that kind of thing. Oh, but, man. but it was regular games, there was big yeah. crowds, and. And it, you know, there was nothing else to do over there for a lot of GIs, you know. So yeah. Uh, did they,
1: did you guys play against the Germans? Did you play against foreigners? Or did you play against other? No, we creamers?
2: we played each other. Oh, we okay. Played other other. Uh, I played like I was in the city of Wurzburg, and and I was on an outline. It was called a caserne. Uh, mm-hmm. It was an outline uh, satellite. Uh, fortress. The, the Germans called it Kaserne, and it actually was named Hitler Kaserne during yeah. World War II, but that's where we stayed, and and people would come in to the main headquarters, and if you made the team, you know, they'd come from all these different satellites and around the city of Würzburg, and yeah. we went to what was called Leighton, and then made up the team. We were the Würzburg Warriors, you know, and we would play. <laughs> so cool. We would play yeah different uh you know Frankfurt and, team. and uh berlin, Berlin, oh, they man. were the best team in the army, you know yeah. I think they got they they recruited college players, you know <laughs> uh, that, That's crazy. that went in after the college and and uh but uh then they would have a big game at the end of the season between the air force best team and and uh army's best team and it would usually be berlin and yeah. you but usually air force would win they'd get these they'd get these quarterbacks from like wake forest you know or yeah you know <laughs> uh so uh but it was it was all fun it was all interesting you know but i did play the one year and it was it was a draw jarring you know i got hit pretty hard you know yeah but it but again it was football so it, it uh-huh. was good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my experience, a little different from
1: yours. Because <laughs> you played yeah. Japanese,
2: right?
1: Yeah, so we okay. actually played. So it used to be like that, uh, Kadena, and uh, there, there's a couple other teams that were all military or all Marines or all Navy or a mixture. Um fact, awesome. you know, my coach, Coach James Price, kind of told me the stories it was like then. They had their own little mini league, like a the championship they'd have. But the other teams kind of fell apart. So just there's a team on Okinawa, and there's a team in Yokosuka. So the league fell apart. So we just started playing against other uh, x League. They call it their X-league. It's like their uh, pro football league uh-huh. in Japan. Yeah. So we yeah. would play against those teams kind of as like a exhibition game kind of situation. But we'd have rest and everything. It would be a regular game. It's just yeah. we didn't count against their record, but we counted them against our record, if that makes sense. I see. I see. So we weren't yeah. actually in the league. We were just kind of like a, like a preseason game for most teams or maybe just like a – they had a long time in between the games. They would play us. Um, yeah. So we weren't actually, you know, playing for a championship. We were just kind of – we were playing for fun. We were trying to win, and we won, you know, out of the games I played. I think we only lost once, and it was, it was my last game. Uh, it was actually a yeah. funny story, you know, because I was asking you to play against foreigners. So I had, like, a, a cool experience in my last game. Um, I, I knew it was going to be my last game coming up because I was going on deployment. Uh, my deployment actually ended up getting canceled, and but the coronavirus actually canceled the rest of the season, so it ended up being my last game anyways. So, yeah. uh you know, I went into it thinking this is my last ever football game um, for the second time because I thought my high school last high school game was wow. my last game. You saw know, I played right. in that game if you remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I didn't tell coaches. I didn't tell any of the players that that was my last game. I kind of just went in with my own little thing. Uh, we were preparing to play one of the top teams in the nation. They were called the Nihon uh, Phoenix, mm-hmm. and uh, they were one of the top programs in the nation. And they had uh, one of the top receivers, one of the top prospects. He was uh, going to move on to one of the bigger teams eventually. Um, I don't remember his name, but I, I remember his number. He was number three because so we watched. I watched so much film on him getting ready to, to play him. Yeah, uh-huh. and we played them. I think we lost twenty-eight, twenty-one, or something uh-huh. like that. But uh, myself and 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 my teammates at, at defensive back held him to like three catches for fifty yards, and he was averaging like ten for two hundred and three touchdowns a game. Right. You know, he was having yeah. those kind of like superstar numbers. So you know, we held him. But I remember one of the plays. Um, it was towards the end of the game, and They lined up a a triple to my side, three wide to my side. And he was the outside receiver, so I was on him. And I said, what play are you guys running? And he just looked up at me and said, we're running a very good play. And I was like, shocked, because I didn't think they spoke English. And then (laughs) they scored a touchdown on that play. (laughs) Oh, wow. And that was kind of the touchdown that put us away. (laughs) Oh, man, you know, just fun stuff like that, playing with the Japanese. They play hard. Um, That's just a lot of teams brilliant. we played, we just had a, a large side, a large size advantage on right. a lot of teams that we right. played in a, a talented event, but those big right. programs like that team, they were good. They were legit. I mean, we practiced yeah. twice a week. You could tell every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, you would know obviously more, but I guess Japan, uh, football's, they, they like it pretty, pretty good. Yeah, they like, they, they baseball, like football there.
1: You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say baseball yeah. is number one. Going to a baseball game yeah. is ridiculous there. But uh yeah. I'd say football is, is maybe number two. Um okay. we didn't have too many big crowds, but we played away at games and you know, their side of the stands would be loaded with people.
2: So loaded, yeah. You know, they yeah. they'd
1: all they'd all come to see the Japanese try and, and beat the American team.
2: <laughs> right. It was
1: yeah, it was a good time though. It was a great time. experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it great was a great experience. Um
2: Yeah high school you grew you you just like you know it's too bad oh it, you yeah know, i know you sprouted up i know
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. uh who was it i think i talked to coach martin on the phone or something but he was yeah. telling me or i think it might have been coach brown he was telling me like what where was this where was where was this size <laughs> in high school because yeah. out there i was oversized yeah. for a db you know i was borderline oh, linebacker
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I hit the gym really but hard you stuff knew, too. You, so you
2: had great anticipation, and and you just yeah, knew, you knew the game. I mean, inside yeah. and out. So yeah, yeah. You, you, I feel you're gonna make a great coach someday. But that, that's hope up so. to you.
1: you gotta Hopefully, it'll be, be it. under yeah. your apprenticeship. Yeah. Uh, speaking of coaching young kids, you know, multiple sports.
3: Uh, uh,
1: you know, you had a big influence on me and a bunch of other kids uh, at Doherty High School over over the years. Uh, yeah. I know that players can influence you as well in the opposite way. So is there any kind of players or any people that you remember that kind of influenced you or, 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 you know, made you really proud as far as being a...
2: Um, you know... Uh,
1: in them, you know, watching yeah. them grow.
2: Of course. You know, you uh, even when you're old, you, you learn from kids, you learn from people. I mean, if you stop learning, yeah. you know, might as well give it up. But... But yeah, um, <laughs> and the kids, the, the kids, uh, of course, Angel Villanueva, you know, he uh, mm-hmm. went to Montana and, uh, he was a big guy, but he improved and, and, uh, he stuck with DeWarty, you know, because he, you know, you very well know that he was being, uh, yeah. uh, uh Bishop of uh, you know, uh, matter day, those schools wanted him, you know, uh. Uh, the school down in Bellflower, you know, they they wanted Monrovia wanted him, of course, and he stuck with Dewarty, you know. So I was, I was, he he just, and I asked him one time, why why are you sticking here? He said, I love it here, <laughs> you know. So you know, and, yeah. and he worked hard. He worked hard, and and uh, he started pretty much every game at Montana. You know, he was a great influence, and it was great to see uh, Sam Edwards.
1: Um, I remember him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My biggest deal with him was he was on the cusp of gangs, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I don't, it, it's, but he was still at a school in uh, Kansas. Uh, the coronavirus has kind of messed things up for the season. He's
1: still playing. Uh,
2: so far, but he's still playing. He's still playing wow. his senior year That's cool. and and man, yeah. I'm really happy to see that, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm hoping he gets his degree um he was a heck of a player, you know, if he was a little bigger, a little faster he very- he, he's tough, tough player, he could yep. play d one you know, but he just he's in a good place, and uh, I just hope he continues to progress, you know yeah uh, in life. Um, Lorenzo Rios of course <laughs> I've met Lorenzo know, Lorenzo just not that big you know strong as a bull and just uh, quiet leader uh, yeah did you let me see you graduated in
1: I played with Lorenzo Lorenzo was one of my best buddies in uh, high school too he was, yeah, uh, he, he yeah. was a year after me um, I remember our junior year, our, our senior year, our senior year, yeah, his junior year, Um, uh, that last game, you know, we weren't going to make the playoffs or anything, so it was kind of just like, right. you know, a lot of people kind of quit. Uh, my senior year was a little rough, but um Lorenzo yeah. got a chance in those last few games as guys were starting to quit or, you know, have bad grades, and he came in yeah. and, like, shocked everyone, because he was kind of a linebacker, you know, he, he was a, a small backup right, linebacker right. my senior year, Yeah, he came in and was just running people over. <laughs> it, it was yeah. so much fun to watch, you know, and I was was a good friend of his so it was good to see i'm yeah. sure his senior year was just as good
2: and here's the thing you would appreciate um you know he it, i asked him and when he was a freshman and just you know i said what do you want to do lorenzo with your life and he said you know i want to be a helicopter pilot and a marine a marine helicopter pilot his dad was a <laughs> what a goal. so his dad was very influential and he's a marshal you know u.s yeah.
3: marshal
2: his dad so uh, I saw him progress, and that's what he wanted to do, even at that young age. And uh, uh, you know how he he is, you know he's he's a very together guy yeah. and dude. And, and anyhow, I I saw that his grades were he was getting really good grades, and I finally talked to him. And being in the military, anybody in the military, if you're gonna, he wanted to be a lifer. You know, he he wanted to be
3: yeah.
2: A, so I said, look at. Uh, if you want to make a career out of this be an officer you know I I said you're (sighs) going to it's a lot better life yeah yeah it's a lot better life man you know uh, and I I was in and uh, you know I didn't plan to stay in but if you want to stay in be an officer it's uh, you're a leader you're a natural born leader you can do it and he, he listened and he, and he did I don't know if you know the whole story. Well, yeah, he signed up, uh, with mm-hmm. the recruiters and he, uh, applied for a scholarship, ROTC, and he got it. You know, he, he, okay. uh, he got a check, I guess, at the senior breakfast for $186,000, you know, Woo. to go to Arizona State. Yeah. Woo. Go to Arizona State. Yes. It's the state. <laughs> and he's there right now. You know, yep. he's, I think he's a junior, I believe, and uh, he's doing. He's very successful. He's doing well, so he'll come yeah. out. Yeah, he'll he's gonna come get out there. And be an officer. Yeah, he'll get there. You know, I yeah. don't know. Do they have to go to through basic training you, even after? School,
1: uh, they go through the, boot, They go to their camp? own. They go through their own form of training. It's a boot camp for officers. Boot camp. They, they, yeah, teach, they teach like officers. It, yeah. They teach officers a lot. A lot of stuff about you know meetings and etiquette and right. you know how to right. talk to people and and not. Right. Uh, get too uh, easily dis- disturbed when you're trying to get your point across because, you know, sometimes you're going to be talking to people that don't speak English, so, you know, you got to be able to get that across. Oh, yeah. Officers have a completely yeah. different role than something I was doing, you know, I was right. down at the bottom right. of the ship doing all the the, the, the nitty-gritty stuff, you know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, so, yeah. It, that's it's very good advice, Coach, very good advice. Even, you uh, know, I know it's probably a lot different from when you went through the military, but even today, the officer life, they get paid more and they, they live a much better right. life in the military. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. I can imagine. I, you know, he's going to be a Marine and, uh, it's different from your Navy. It's apartment, yeah. part of the Navy. I know that's where he's getting the scholarship. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he wants to be a Marine officer and,
1: uh, he can still, you know, still end up being, do he can still he end up flying it. helicopters. He can still end up flying stuff. The officers, uh, can go many different directions so i know that, that he'll find right. what, what he wants to do and, and i'm proud of him as well um, when i thought yeah. he did that that was so cool yeah
2: yeah so uh i you know i like to i i don't tell too many people but i like to say i i talk kind of talk to him you know and
3: <laughs> yeah but uh
2: yeah and uh uh he he still keeps in contact once in a while and so you know that 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 keeps me going, you know, Uh, Isaiah, of course, Isaiah Scott, Uh I'm one of the, you know, I know he's working missionary. uh, Uh, He was,
1: yeah, he's back in Minnesota now. But he did for a couple of years after he finished his school up, he did, he went to Albania and was doing missionary work. That was so so cool to hear, too. Right, right.
2: Um, And then uh, one of my, there's two, uh, Fidel Del Real. Fidel
1: he also went to the military, know, for
2: right?
1: Yeah, of course, I knew that. Yeah, he's, he's one of army. my best friends.
2: Right, he's in the army, and you knew him as a freshman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The kid kid was shy. So shy, wouldn't say two words. Yeah, he's still shy. He he just a great kid, but he yeah his self esteem for whatever reason, you know he he was a little chubby, and and yeah. uh, he came around to be. You know, just, just, uh, uh, he's a great kid, but he was, he was aggressive of, you know, playing football. We finally got him. He was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, and you don't want to make a kid a, a jerk, but, but he played on the field. He started playing on the field finally, you know, and, and that, that was a real, and I guess he's still in and he enjoys it. And, yeah. Uh, he was one
1: of the hard. one of me. the harder working kids. He was one of the harder working kids on on the field. Exactly. Yeah, I remember his mom too. His mom was involved with the program a lot too.
2: Right, right. She was our team mom. Right, one of our <laughs> team moms. So, yeah. She, um, uh, so he's he's influenced me and kept me. You know, these are the things like Yuli. Did you, you, you know Yuli?
1: Yeah, Yuli. I, I knew all those guys. Yeah, Yuli. Yeah, U, and, we call them.
2: Right, Yuli, and. Uli, and he he played football four years, and the first mm. two years he couldn't, he didn't end the season because his grades were horrible. Yeah, they'd go down during football. He'd be okay, and then all of a sudden, well, during the end of the season,
1: you know, they just yeah, and he needed that and for then, the and next. He wasn't eligible,
2: either. right? And then, uh, Coach, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Travis Brown.
1: Oh, and, Yeah,
2: and he took a. He kind of took Yuli a little bit under his wing, and Yuli liked him. And uh we all, you know, were pushing for Yuli, and Yuli just made a one eighty. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he was he was on the cusp of, you know, uh going the one admiration. way or the other. And I don't know yeah. where he is now. You know, but but I, I know he's still the in the area. Well, he he qualified for the National Football Foundation. Uh,
3: wow, that that's you, a, that's the same that
2: thing I got, did. right?
1: Wow, By that's awesome.
2: Exactly. So I didn't even know that. I had to have like almost a 4.0
1: to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And well, you need a a, a 3.0 to qualify, yeah. you know. And he he did that easily. So he made a big turnaround, and those are the things that keep me coming back even at my yeah, age just, you know
1: just seeing success back. stories like that
2: right right and uh, awesome. i like coaching the line i coach the old line i i just like the old line uh I, or linemen in general are just um no offense because i know you weren't but uh <laughs> they they're just um uh, just a lot of heart yeah a lot of uh not a lot of braggadocio you know just uh which more than the majority of the kids don't have but yeah just humble humble hard-working kids to me and
3: that's that's
2: kind of like the offensive
1: line go ahead go
2: ahead right the O line yeah
1: the offensive line is like the unsung heroes of the football team really you know they have the most important role but they don't get any praise
2: exactly exactly and uh and yet they do, do their job, you know, uh, they're loyal and, uh, end up being pretty good students and, and moving on, you know, and that's, Tim, the, there was a, you probably heard of him, Amos Alonzo Stagg. He was a famous football coach back, way back.
3: Okay. And, uh,
2: somebody had asked him, uh, how are your, how are your boys doing? You know, how's your team doing? And he says, "Ask me in twenty years, and I'll let you know." <laughs> you know, and that's true. You know, it, you want to make sure these kids get a good foundation. You know, and that's an awesome. That's, that's an awesome. That's all part yeah. of it. Yeah, plus the. That's an awesome
1: way know. of going into it. That's an awesome way of going into coaching football. Yeah,
2: yeah, because yeah. yeah. it, it can influence. I know it did me. I know my coaches influenced me. You know, just by yeah, saying, well. "Hey." You work harder, you'll be happier. And they were right,
3: you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, so I uh, just try to convey that not having lived a perfect life, but you know, by mistakes, wisdom comes up and I try to convey that wisdom to them, you know. So, so yeah, they, they keep, but they, they inspire me, you know, so that's why I'm still in. Keep passing
1: that, keep passing that kind of stuff down because, you know, that, that generation is the next generation of coaches, you know.
2: Yeah, guys, they've always exactly. talked about coaching
1: a team together. That'd be pretty fun.
2: Yeah, complaint I really have at Doherty is that I've been there, going on 11 years, but for 10 <laughs> years there's five head coaches. You know, Ooh. and for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, yeah I it's saw no three. More than two years. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, coach Martin was the defensive coordinator my freshman year, uh-huh. and the head coach was another coach. I forget his name. Um, The offensive coordinator was like Coach Stevenson, I believe, and, you know, those two together was just a, a great, uh, scary combination. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. then when I played yeah. sophomore year, you know, we played varsity kind of as backups, and, and uh, Coach Martin was our coach. And then my junior year, Coach Martin was our coach. I was when we went to the playoffs. And then, you know, I had Travis, Coach Travis Brown, all very good coaches uh, over my years. I've been very blessed. You know, I have you as a head coach for freshmen coach jason martin obviously we saw what he went on and did i don't know if you caught the documentary he's on yet and then uh coach travis brown uh former nfl receiver and i went overseas and i had coach james price and he's Mm -hmm. just a great guy he taught me many life lessons kind of just kept my progression going from you know being a a teenager into being a young man um away from home it was was kind of hard i couldn't really lean on my parents as much as i I did before but coach james price kind of came in and and gave me a great influence in, in uh DeForest Pittman. He wasn't a coach, but he was a player coach. He he was like 45 playing quarterback for us, but he's still a great athlete. So uh, I was very lucky to have that. You know, I had, you know, five or six different coaches, but all great coaches, great influences, learned something from everyone.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, you know, you can make such a big impact on on a lot of these kids. So, uh, but, you know, like you, you get my age, you're not going to regret any of what you did, you know. Yes. As far as playing, I mean, uh-huh. I I used to have dreams, <laughs> you know. I for a long <laughs> time in my life, you know, uh, I made a few touchdowns and and uh, you know we had a, a winning team. We were, we only played nine games. We were seven and two in high school. That was my one of my favorite years of my life, you know. Yeah, honestly, really, you know, except my my. Wife and my kids, you know, and my grandkids, you know, that's all cool. But I still think about
1: you. Still uh, think about it, yeah.
2: My football days, yeah,
1: yeah. And, F- and I'm,
2: I'm blessed yeah. to be in it. Oh, you know, I'm blessed to still be in it. So, uh, you know, oh, uh, it, it's a neat thing. It's a cool thing, and there's so many life lessons in it. Because I know with injuries, that's a big thing now. We both know that. Um, that's why a lot of kids don't play, but I know my friends played not not well played in college, but we still have our wits about us, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's, and now they're more vigilant about head injuries, which I think is good, you know. It's yeah. It's still the, the life lessons, and and uh, it, it it's a I call it a cut above you know the kids that participate in sports and it doesn't matter you know mm-hmm. the kids are, are cut above you know yeah. at least doing something not to say the band or or anything like that is not good but there's so many kids that have so many that's another thing between the difference between when I played high school ball and what's happening now there's so many distractions now
3: you know yeah.
2: with uh, with. You know videos games and and uh you know uh when I played, we didn't have that
3: we, you, yeah,
2: so you either played or you usually got in trouble you know so <laughs> uh so we did we and we all played basketball, baseball, and football, basically, there was no wow. soccer at the time, uh-huh. and there were no women's sports unfortunately at the wow. time that's a big difference, and that was sad. It's very sad because my granddaughters play, I help coach softball, great Mm -hmm. experience. The the, the girls really impressed me. A lot of them are better athletes
1: than us. A lot of them are better athletes
2: than us. And they're (laughs) tough. Oh, my gosh, they're tough, you know. And I coach football. So the the girls are – the women are just tough. Yeah. But they didn't get the chance back in my day in in, – it's it's that, it's that situation, but I'm happy for the kids now, the, the women now, the girls. So, had to say that.
1: Yep, so but, awesome. Uh, well, all right, Coach. Uh, thanks for coming on. Long-
0: well, there you have it, guys. The first installment of The Sports Experience. Again, this is the show that we're going to have to branch off of our show, where we're going to be bringing people on the show from all walks of sports to share their unique experiences that they have had in their time uh, dealing with sports whether they be coaches players fans or all of the above uh, i was glad i was glad to have coach steve lopez um, on the show he had a big played a big role in, in me becoming a very big sports fan and, and especially in football um, glad he got to share his experience which was very unique uh, from the normal experience you'd have with sports um, so yeah that That's about it make sure you guys are following Um, subscribe to our youtube channel that's that's going full subscribe to our facebook follow us on instagram and just let us know what you think of the show man we we are very interactive with anyone that's following us on any of the pages so you can just shoot us a direct message and let us know what you think of the show Um, thanks for listening as always guys and we're gonna finish it by saying come on man